Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on What's On TV, TV Times and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And Merry Christmas, Hannah. Yes. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It's the big Christmas double issue of Binge Watch. Uh, so we're going to be looking at the new releases for the Christmas fortnight starting Friday the 18th of December 2020. And they include the return of the Grand Tour on Amazon and Netflix period drama Bridgerton. Mm, and we'll also be looking at Disney Plus's animation Soul and Netflix movie Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But first, Ian... Tell me, are we going to have some nice Christmas music this week? <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do. Um, but more importantly, what is in the news? Well, the news is uh, that Binge Watch will be back in the new year. We're going to take a, a well-earned break, but we will be back. Uh, our next podcast will be available to download from Thursday, the 7th of January, 2021 and um yeah we'll be giving you a preview of the year's big new shows and of course we'll be uh, recommending what you can binge watch for that week in january as you can imagine a double issue week this week and there's a lot to get through so i'll crack on hannah with the return of the grand tour on amazon prime the grand tour presents a massive hunt here's a clip Oh, we are hunting for pirate treasure. The roads are terrible in Madagascar. Let's ah! <laughs> modify our cars then. Hello. He's uninvented the wheel. There's no way in hell you can get a Bentley up that. This thing is unstoppable. So this arrives on Friday the 18th of December. This has been eagerly anticipated by fans of the Grand Tour. Uh, it's been delayed. Anyway, in this one, as you'll have gleaned from that brief clip, uh, their next epic trip is to Madagascar, which really is home to the worst roads you have ever seen in your life. So Jeremy Clarkson, James May and Richard Hammond Yes, they're taking three cars, which they are modifying uh, and going on another adventure. For me, it's sort of a guilty pleasure, really. I mean, I, I feel as if I shouldn't really like the Grand Tour anymore. Or, but I have to admit, I mean, the chemistry between the three of them is just great. I laughed a lot. I especially laughed poor old James May. <laughs> He gets absolutely covered in mud, uh, caked because he's in an open-top car. Um, there's a rather flimsy premise to this in that they're supposed to be on the hunt for some buried pirate treasure, but they don't take that too seriously, and they do keep referring to the fact that a lot of it is kind of artifice, and um, it's just, it's, it's very, very funny, uh, the roads have to be seen to be believed, and um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Do you do you like uh, do you like this, the terrible trio? Are you still a fan? I do. I really do. I think that it's one of those kind of formats that feels stereotypically like only the blokes would like it, and it really 
isn't that at all. I think it completely breaks that stereotype. And I think it's something for everyone because I think you talked about the artifice. I think it is about the narrative, isn't it, around this rather than just you have to be a, a car lover. Of course, you know, it helps. And you can see some people watching it for that reason. But this is about the narrative and the, uh, like you say, the kind of... Um, uh, what, what's between the three of them as, as people and they work so well together um, their personalities are, are, are quite different but also um, I don't know they gel don't they in, in, in some ways and, and they're funny in their own way so no I, I do really like I sort of feel I should have grown out of it too but I haven't <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, well so that gets a big thumbs up now another very eagerly anticipated uh, series coming up on Netflix on Christmas Day. Tell us about that, Hannah. Yeah, Christmas Day. Can you believe it? Bridgerton. So um, this is a Netflix production, as you said, and it's from the makers of Grey's Anatomy. Should we have a little listen? We shall. The social season is upon us. We shall discover which young ladies might succeed at securing a match. Let it be known, if there's a scandal, I shall uncover it. And share every last detail. So, eight episodes... Um, it's it's a very lavish period drama. I, I don't know what you think of it, Ian, or if you've if seen much of it, but it's kind of set in the early 19th century London. And um, Lady Whistledown, who's voiced by the legendary um, Dame Julie Andrews, no less, um, is uh, writes uh, all about the scandal. And there's a very wealthy aristocratic family and it follows them and all the scandals that go with it. And I suppose a bit like the seeing behind the curtain with the royals, for example. It's a bit like seeing the behind the curtain for a very kind of aristocratic family. And, you know, whilst on the surface they all seem squeaky clean, of course, you know, they're not so much after all. And so... It kind of, um, it, it follows their eldest daughter trying to find a man, trying to find a suitor. And her brothers are trying to do everything they can to, to put every man off her. And uh, yeah, she ends up in Lady Whistledown's um, uh, narrative and everyone's reading about it. It's it's very, very lavish. It's, it's kind of... I think I think people described it as, as very Downton-like, but I, I think it's also quite Gossip Girl-like. It's a real kind of mix of the two. I don't know if you see much of it. What did you think? I watched episode one, and this is from producer Shonda Rhimes, who is behind such shows as Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. And I was a bit concerned that they were going to kind of sex up the, the period drama, because this is very much Jane Austen territory, isn't it? It's sort of young ladies looking for husbands and going to balls and a lot's been made of also of the sort of colorblind casting which i think is great i i really think that is brilliant i i think that's really noticeable and and great and hopefully we will get to the stage one day when we no no longer even have to mention it i really enjoyed it i must say i think it's been very well done well, you know what? There, there are some, there are some attractive people for everybody in this. There really are. I mean, you, honestly, my eyes are on stalks. I shouldn't really say that out loud, should I? I seem to have no filter. Maybe it's Christmas. It's um, <laughs> doing it to me. Uh, it's, it's a really good-looking cast of people, and it just really, it absolutely 
works. It's it's very, although it's um, kind of like you say, a sort of uh, that era. It's very modern in other ways, and I think that there is a bit of a worry that it would clash, but I don't think it does. No, and I mean there is some, um, there is some sort of sexy action, isn't there, in episode one? There uh, you, is. You mentioned uh, Julie Andrews. You also look out for um, Polly Walker. Uh, from Line and, of Duty and yeah. Ben Miller from uh, Armstrong and Miller and Death in Paradise. Mm. So yeah, great cast. As you say, I mean, it's a staggering production. Like the sets, the costumes, uh, the big set pieces are, are all brilliantly done. So I think I think it was something like seven and... I might have got this wrong. You might need to put me straight on this, but it's like seven and a half thousand costumes or something throughout the whole p- production. I mean, it's really... Not only is it lavish, the, you know what we see every part there's no expense spared with this is there yeah bigger even than your holiday suitcase Hannah uh, <laughs> that's hard to beat to be fair but yeah you're but right yeah I, I <laughs> it certainly has lived up to expectations and um again I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did but I loved it and I'm certainly going to be watching the rest absolutely on Netflix this Friday a new film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, which is about uh, real-life blues singer Gertrude Mar Rainey, and it's set in 1920s Chicago. So let's have a listen to a clip. A one, a two, a you-know-what-to-do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. But they want to call me Mother Blues. That's all right with me. It don't hurt none. This one uh, stars Oscar winner Viola Davis, who is pretty unrecognisable when she transforms into Ma Rainey. This is adapted from a stage play, uh, and of course she's she's previously appeared in the in an adaptation of a play by the same author, August Wilson. It also stars the late Chadwick Boseman, so, um, yeah, notable for being his last film, and he plays this ambitious trumpeter. So the action takes place pretty much in a recording studio. The band arrives there first, and it does feel quite sort of stagey because it's sort of in one room and there's all this bickering going on between the different band members it's an all black band and where it really starts to grip you is when it, it tackles uh, sort of racial politics um, and, and Chadwick Boseman's character in particular Levy he's talking about his relationship with with white people his hugely traumatic backstory of what happened to his dad meanwhile Ma you see her battling with her white manager and producer and, and saying no I'm not going to kowtow to you I want to do things my way she's a really flamboyant character she's um, she's actually bisexual and she's got her girlfriend with her who Levy is also interested in so it's quite a claustrophobic atmosphere but yeah once I sort of started getting into it I, I very much enjoyed this and it's just a reminder of what a talent we've we've lost in Bozeman because he is terrific in this is this something that appeals to you Hannah I imagine it is it is I, I really enjoyed it um you know if nothing else the music is like you say absolutely brilliant um and that really kind of gets you I think it's quite a slow burner I would agree I think you need to kind of get into it understand what's going on the battles and also you know 
Ma is very a very strong woman, isn't she? Mm. And you know, she realizes what's going on. She, you know, she wants to kind of almost um, look after her own, uh, understandably. And she's a she's a, a difficult character, but a very sort of principled character, I would say, um, and someone who uh, fights for, fights for the good and and for the the, the right thing. So I, I think it, it's quite gritty in places, but I think it's really good. And as you say, it kind of the music is is phenomenal. Yeah, because you also see some some live performances uh, in front of a crowd by Ma and her band, which which balances up nicely with the sort of quite talky recording studio stuff. So yeah, um, another recommendation for this week, I think. Definitely. Now, talking of music, I think we have a, a musical offering uh, coming up on Disney. Tell us about that, Hannah. We do. It's another Christmas Day um, extravaganza, and it's um, called Soul. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, let's have a listen, and then we can have a chat about it. Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first show's at 7. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's going to say? Joe Gardner! <laughs> I did it! I got the gig! Okay, so Soul um, is about a, a middle-aged jazz pianist um, on the verge of his big break, um, except he kind of finds himself on a bit of a, a detour through the afterlife um, after falling through a manhole. Now, this is quite odd. I, I'm, I, my jury is really out over this because it's so different to anything else that we usually see coming from Disney. And you sort of imagine that most things Disney are kind of for the kids and, you know, Brilliantly, most of us adults do like them too, which is great. But this feels very much for the adults and not really for the children because, of course, so Jamie Foxx um, is, plays the struggling music teacher uh, or voices the struggling music teacher, I should say, because it's an animation. And you see the soul separate from the body. So you see that everybody has a soul. That's the premise of this. Everybody has a soul and they're trying to find it. And you kind of see this afterlife or this place that the soul is stuck. And it's um, it's just the colour palette. I know this sounds ridiculous, but usually Disney is so bright and vibrant and exciting. And the colour palette's quite dull. It's sort of these amoeba-y things kind of blobbing around everywhere. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's very, it, I just find the whole premise of it quite odd. Um, the, 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 obviously the people in it and the people voicing it are very very excited about it and and I'm sure it will do really well I just it's just so so different what, what do you think I really like it I must say and but you're right we, we've not seen an animation like this before because uh, when we go into the whole I think they call it um the great is it the great before and the great after of these two states mm. um when we go into that world, it's a bit like kind of falling into a sort of modern art painting, isn't it? That, that the animation mm. is, is very, very different. There's, there's a lot of line drawing and that sort of thing. Um, now, there's a, there's a great twist because uh, Jamie Foxx, obviously, he played um, piano player Ray Charles in the biopic Ray. So he's trying to get back into his body so he can go back to his life because he's just landed this fantastic gig. Um, which he's waited to do his whole life. And there's a really funny twist when he tries to do that that I think brings it back to the kind of animated adventure that we're more used to seeing. Mm. And there's a lot of laughs in that. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Mm. Along the way, um, 
Richard Ayoade, you'll hear his voice. The brilliant Tina Fey plays this uh, soul number 22 who doesn't want to go and live on Earth. But uh, but unfortunately, this, this guy, Joe, has uh, got the job of kind of mentoring her and trying to persuade her to do it. So You've even got um, Graham Norton, haven't you? Yeah, um, his featuring. character is yeah. very, very odd. I mean, that's almost going into kind of Terry Gilliam type sort of area. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a very, very strange... I, I won't try and explain it. You've got to watch it to see it. But, I mean, there's so much in there. And the content, a lot of the content is... And, and the references are... They're very, you know, they're quite sophisticated, you know, references to yeah. Gandhi and Carl Jung and Mother Teresa and, and what it mean, what pe- what it really means when you say you're in the zone. Let's say you're doing something and you say you're in the zone. Well, this zone exists. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and it's, it's, I just think it's beyond the capability, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, of a lot of children who just can't, won't be thinking like that, you yeah. know, whereas you're stuck in a place and you're trying to get out of it because you're not, not really supposed to be just a soul anymore. You need to get back to your real body. I mean, it's still an adventure, so I can see why they'll like it. It's just totally different premise to anything we've seen before. Absolutely. Uh, but having said that, I, I must say I, I really enjoyed it. It was great. Now, I've just got time to give a mention to uh, The Midnight Sky, which is uh, arriving on Netflix. It's a film. uh, It stars George Clooney and Felicity Jones. Um, Let's have a listen to a clip. In our galaxy alone, there are billions of stars. At least one of them has the potential to support life. You're thinking a lot about time. Why one person lives a lifetime and another only gets a few years? So, yes, this is an apocalyptic sci-fi thriller. Just your cup of tea, Hannah. (laughs) 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 And... uh, Alone in the sort of in the Arctic is this scientist Augustine, played by Clooney, and he is trying to stop uh, an astronaut, played by Felicity Jones and her crew, from returning home to Earth because something has happened. And he actually comes across this little girl, Iris, who's been hiding, and they um, they basically have to work together to achieve something. I don't want to give the story away. Clooney, of course, was in Gravity and has been in Solaris. Some of the sequences in space do call to mind um, Gravity. He looks a bit different in this. He's got he's got a massive beard and uh, a shaved head. Um, it's his first film in four years. It's his first thing he's been in since he was in the TV adaptation of Catch-22. But, um, yeah, I think it looks really good. Uh, it's exciting. It's an interesting premise. Um, I don't know. if you Would you enjoy this sort of thing, Hannah? <laughs> well, you're probably a Clooney I, fan, you've actually, you? actually... I'm a Clooney fan, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm there for Clooney. I mean, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know me too well. Yeah, it's not... It, no, I'm, I'm sticking with the other Christmas Day fun shenanigans. Thanks. It's our special Christmas double issue so we're actually going to take a look at some of the other offerings on over the festive season in terms of drama look out for black narcissus uh, on the beeb uh, starting on sunday the 27th of 
December. That stars Gemma Arterton uh, in the classic tale about an order of nuns in the Himalayas. Then, of course, you always have the Christmas Call the Midwife. That's on Christmas Day on BBC One. My Christmas Day is going to be very busy this year, I think, watching TV. What's caught your eye in terms of uh, the usual suspects and any new things that are coming on this Christmas, Hannah? I mean, the call of the midwife obviously is a usual suspect. We will we'll wait for that for Christmas, so absolutely we'll be tuning in. Um, but also I'm really interested in this world and Beatrix, the tale of the curious mouse, which is on on Christmas Eve on Sky One. Um, and this has uh, Dawn French in it, who plays um, Beatrix Potter. And it's kind of, it's, it's a story um, of... The, the, their two lives sort of joining or uh, sort of stumbling across each other and it's it's quite different but it's it looks really really good and I, I mean I have to say I'm a I'm a real fan of Dawn French anyway um so and and she sort of she's one of those few actors I think and I say few because I, I don't think it, that she's not typecast in any way she can just turn her hand to lots of different things and this role suits her really really well I think is it I mean, is, is it something that would interest you yeah, I think that does look interesting. I, I'm also particularly looking forward to, which I know I've mentioned before, uh, the new Wurzel Gummidge adventure yes. from Mackenzie Crook. That's on Christmas Eve on BBC One. Of course, we've got the Strictly final. Ooh. Yeah. And a sort of Christmas yeah. special of Strictly on Christmas Day. You, and you've got Mrs Brown's boys, don't forget. BBC One Christmas Day and New Year's Day. I mean, you mustn't forget that. It's very popular. And there's a, a special Christmassy edition of the comedy Ghosts. And for New Year, of course, we're going to have a little break for New Year, but we can tell you a couple of things to look out for. Of course, Doctor Who on New Year's Day. Very exciting. And uh, on streaming platforms, We Can Be Heroes arrives on Netflix on New Year's Day. Now, that's from Spy Kids director Robert Rodriguez, and it's an adventure film starring Christian Slater, and it's all about a superhero team called The Heroics. Now, I would usually at this point, Hannah, ask you what you've been binging on, but since this is our last binge watch of 2020 what a year it's been it's certainly been a year for watching a lot of telly i'd like you to tell me uh what's been your favorite streaming show of the year well i suspect most people can probably guess but i think this year has to go to the crown because i've absolutely loved it i've loved talking about it on this podcast I've loved kind of looking up to see if it's all accurate or it's not um, I've loved talking about it with mates it's just been I think it's just cap it's for me it's just captured everything and has really through kind of quite um even when you go back and look at the kind of the old series it, it's just brilliant so for me it's all about the crown this year how about you I'm gonna have to choose Ratched which was the spin-off series the sort of prequel to the film one flew over the cuckoo's nest all about nurse ratchet and her backstory which is one of the strangest shows i've watched it looked absolutely amazing fantastic script yeah just bizarre but utterly gripping so that's that was my highlight now when we come back in the new year we will be taking a look at some of the big shows coming up in 
2021 and there's lots to look forward to as, as i mean all of these streaming platforms have really gone into their stride now in terms of producing top quality material so we look forward to that but it just remains for us to wish you a very merry christmas a happy new year and keep watching